Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Telling a story is the quickest way to captivate your audience to listen to you. The challenge in recruiting is telling a story that is compelling to the person you need to hire. Your story needs to not sound just like everybody else. What if we wrote a different story? Would it get better results? Damn right it will. And today, my guest and I are out to prove it. Today's quote, storytelling is the essential human activity. The harder the situation, the more essential it is. That was from our friend Tim O'Brien. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs, hiring managers, and recruiters avoid costly hiring mistakes. We do this by identifying a specific problem and providing proven solutions to enable you to win the right hire. We share insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Michael Goldberg. He is the founder and CEO of Hiring Transformed. Recruiting strategist, talent finder, and hiring manager whisperer, I'll describe Michael, who advises and coaches talent acquisition leaders through roadblocks. The biggest obstacle is the ability of both recruiters and hiring managers to tell stories that are authentic and engaging. Michael also assists talent organizations with strategies to increase productivity, create strong recruiter hiring manager partnerships, and lead change management initiatives, which makes Michael the perfect expert for today's topic. Michael, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. So today we're going to cover a few things. We're going to talk about the importance of storytelling in recruiting, and then we're going to talk about how to tell a better story and provide a framework for recruiting success. Sound like a plan? Sounds perfect. I'm looking forward to it. Let's start with the obvious question, which is, why is storytelling important, Michael? Absolutely. So, you know, regardless of the employment marketing conditions, the tight labor market that we have now, or even back, you know, during the Great Recession, where we had these different conditions, hiring managers are still expecting recruiters, whether you're a corporate recruiter or an agency recruiter, to present candidates out of, of thin air. And I'm sure the people listening are sitting there nodding yes. The theme is give me people now, make sure they're qualified, and let's just get them in the door, and we'll be able to close them. And, well, you know, that's that's all fine and dandy. So what do the recruiters end up doing? Well, their minds go into panic mode. They just start posting everywhere, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and spend thousands of dollars in sponsored posts that do what? You know, they yield about 30 applicants, of which 95% of them are not even qualified for the role. It's the typical post and pray thinking and why HR recruiting is not seen as a, a viable business partner. What you're saying then in general is that uh, the post and pray method doesn't work. Absolutely, it doesn't work. And when you think about it, it really never worked, you know, 10 years ago. Well, I, I think that fact. It did work 10 years ago because we were in a great recession, 20 candidates. But, but the quality of the candidates was still an issue. And so what did we have to do? We had to learn how to go out and source and find these people. So very true. So what are the big issues here? Well, let me paint a what-if scenario, if I can. Sure. So what, what if recruiters were able to engage through relatable stories, through social media, on their career sites, and in their job posts? How important do you think it is? And, I mean, and let's converse here. You know, they don't know how to kick off relationships. They just jump right into it, and most people aren't responding. What's your? I'm curious, and I'll give my take in a minute, but why do you think they don't engage in real meaningful relationships? Well, because it's a transaction, right? 
there's so much hurry up and get me lots of candidates and let's hope somebody takes the job as opposed to get me a couple of really good candidates and develop relationships with them and we'll get we'll land one of those get a flow of people and hopefully we'll find the right person the approach in general and that mentality is just wrong yeah and you know most of the candidates today they aren't responding to the messages and they're not responding to those messages because number one it's extremely overwhelming two candidates are getting hit up four to five times a day it's information overload and it's exactly the same message conveyed every time hey got a job you may be interested in give me a call let, let me put it to a way that everybody's heard a thousand times but it makes total sense you see or meet someone you'd like to have a relationship with are you going to really ask them to marry you on the first interaction or even the second no hell no even harder, yeah, are you going to ask him to sleep with you on the first interaction? Because that's kind of what you're doing, right? Well, yeah, I was being politically correct. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to be PC here. Oh, cool. You're not going to get laid on the first date. Um, that's called a one-night stand, but it doesn't last, right? right? It doesn't last. It's a transaction. It's yep. a transaction for both parties. So it's interesting. So I think the importance of stories, which we'll dive into in a minute, is important. And I remember like when I first started dating my wife, she'd always want me to tell her story. Why? Because I was trying to lure that I had good stories and that I was an interesting person and why she would benefit by dating me and marrying me. You don't, no one's allowed to call her and ask her now what she thinks uh, 28 years later. But, you know, it, it's the same kind of thing. Storytelling often turns into selling, too. Correct. And people don't want to hear you sell. They don't want to hear you pitch them or give them a big, long, elaborate reason why they need to talk to you. They do want to talk, though, and they, they love it when you listen to them. Hey, the number one rule of thumb, and you know this as a salesperson and as an agency recruiter, is nobody's interested in you. It's what you can do for them and how you can help them, not help yourself, right? So very true. Yep, right. So I think storytelling, we'll talk more about in detail here in a minute, is absolutely about the content. It's about the timing of that content and the area of interest for candidates. You know, I don't know about you, but I receive at least 20 requests per week from recruiters who want me to start my own business. Well, hell, if they took a look at my damn profile, they see I already have my own business. I get recruited for Java jobs sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right. What if they took the time to read my profile, dig deeper, and found things to build a story around things that will attract me? And the easiest way to do that from the recruiter's world, and you and I really didn't discuss this, so I'd love your input, is the, the ability to build out candidate personas. You know, we... We go, oh, well, I don't have time. But don't you, wouldn't you agree that personas are a good way to get it, you know, to get that data, get data points and go out and recruit people before you just jump in and start asking people to marry you? You know, I'll tell you, my life got much easier in recruiting about seven to 10 years ago when I switched to a retained search model because I went fully targeted. My method used to be spray and pray, like just get as many resumes in, get them out as quickly as possible and hope that somebody takes your job. That's the way I came up through the recruiting ranks like most people. Right. What ended up happening was once I made the switch to retain search, it's about quality over quantity and you really need to develop that relationship up front first. Why I say my job got much easier is because I can identify maybe 10 to 20 candidates. I can work through all of them. And they're going to lead me to that placement. You burn yourself out when you're trying to grind through in a transactional process. Exactly. So, I mean, I gather that, you know, just like I think, and I don't know if agency recruiters do this, retained or contingency, 
but they probably should start putting personas together about the typical candidates. Like to your point of you were able to totally knock it out of the park after you kind of identified who my targeted customers were. You know, whether it be specific industry or types of positions, things of that nature, right? Um, I think that that's key. Yeah, and I think this is an important lesson for hiring managers too. I think this is something they really need to know is that when you're building a story in a, a brand, you need to figure out how to target, where to target, and then how to deliver the story to the right person. No, absolutely. You know, and I, I even think, you know, and we'll talk about it here in a minute. To me, it's really about, I, I, I read some, some stat that video, whether it's video or blog post or whatever, however you're going to do it, but video will get you five times better, more engagement than if you were to do it through just a standard post and pray on LinkedIn. Video is a great medium because people become familiar with who you are. Or you can start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I think podcasts do the same thing. Um, they do say that video, and I think, and I think podcasts would too, is it just comes off as more authentic and it builds trust faster than standard postings, et cetera, right? Because again, as recruiters, we're trying to build trust with our candidates. We're trying to build trust with our hiring managers through delivery and other actions, right? And I think stories can really help you get there. You're spot on. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard, and for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Find out how healing a person's pain points attracts amazing people to your company. Check out our Passive Talent webinar at stridesearch.com. Hey, we're talking to Michael Goldberg, the founder and CEO of Hiring Transform today. And we are talking about storytelling. We've established now that storytelling is pretty important. Now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of how to do it, which Michael's an expert in. So how do we write a story? I mean, it's not just posting up, hey, I need X, Y, Z and send me your resume. Well, if you don't want any candidates, you can do that. But (laughs) if you want want to attract and build relationships and build trust, stories, I'll tell you this. And here's, here's the fact I was about to talk about. You start with the story because stories are 22 times, 22 times more memorable than facts or figures alone, right? So the story is told voice to voice by either the recruiter, but the stories that have the most impact are those actually told by the hiring manager. Uh, I was doing a webinar prior to this. Agency recruiters were saying, well, how do you get hiring managers to buy into that storytelling? Well, it's the same way as if you were a corporate recruiter, you're building, you're going in. You're talking about your ability to go out and humanize the story. We want to, we don't want to just post words on paper. That Mr. or Ms. Hiring Manager doesn't work alone. I want to humanize the story. I don't want the story told at 30,000 feet. I want a specific story without using internal jargon or industry jargon that's really going to capture the attention of a job seeker. And it really should be, you know, when you look at things like, the structure of the story, right? We want to create the hero, which is going to be someone within the company. So it could be the hiring manager. It could be a would-be peer that talks about his or her success with this company in this particular role, the types of projects they're working on. It could be something that they experience through a learning and a development session or what their values are and how their values align with the values of the organization. Or what about making the hero the actual candidate itself, the person who you're trying to attract? Well, and that's the goal, right? So you have that. As you're doing your sourcing and you're doing your data mining of candidates, you want to find people that have the same values and structure the same questions. So you are casting a net to try to capture people's attention that carry 
the same values, the same culture, the same uh, work ethic, etc., that you want in a candidate, but just as much as they want in a company. So you can make the candidate the hero of the story, even by introducing them as as soon as they're hired. You know, hey, Jim, tell me why you joined XYZ company. What was important to it about you? And they tell their story of their hiring process, and there was good candidate engagement. It was just an overall positive experience for them from start to finish. Let me clarify something really quickly here, though, because I see most, I think most companies think that they write a story. So they'll talk about, if you look at job descriptions or if you look at reach out messages, it's, hey, um, I wanted to reach out to you because I found your resume. I think you'd be great for this job, which we already talked about is the absolute wrong messaging. If you want to get somebody to tune out, go for it. But then you go into, hey, here's what's cool about my company. We're funded by X. We've got so-and-so at the helm driving it. This is this person's third company. And so they tell the story of the CEO or the founders or who they're funded by. Is that right or is that wrong? It's more common, but I would say you can have your CEO tell a story, but it'd be how they started. Instead of, oh, I've got 50 locations and uh, we're funded by so-and-so private equity. But does there anybody really care about the CEO story that much? They would a little bit, but no, they don't. You threw it out, so I, I was trying to connect there. What I would say is the short answer is no. No, that's not right. The heroes of the stories could be someone within the company, a successful employee, a would-be peer. Well, that's different than a testimonial, though. Well, but testimonials are different than storytelling because a testimonial is all you're saying is, I like working for XYZ company because we get food on Friday. <laughs> we have a foosball table. Right. That's, that's, those are testimonial story. So let's talk about the structure yeah, of the story. Please do. I think that that would help tremendously. So every story has a main character, which we've already talked about. They have a goal that they're trying to achieve. They run into obstacles and problems along the way, and they're trying to figure out what's causing those obstacles or problems to form, so they're looking at cause and effect. And then by figuring out their cause and effect, they're able to determine, hey, I think we've resolved this because that cog in the, in the wheel that was making so-and-so, making this machine go, has been found and we've pulled it out. Give me an example of that. Sure. So... Let's say you're looking for a project manager to oversee a specific IT implementation. So this person is the hero. It's the character of the story. Their goal is to successfully implement the story or to successfully implement uh, this, this software that's going to help produce 10 more widgets an hour. Okay? Okay. Um, but then the, the obstacles that they're running into is not everybody's buying into the fact that this software will actually do that because they've talked to other groups and they've seen both good and bad. So they All right, so let me clarify really quickly. So what you're talking about is your mission of the company, basically. Here's what we're setting out to do. We want to do this. And we see you doing X, Y, and Z, correct? Correct. Okay. Right, and so that's their goal. And, and then you're identifying the challenges that they're going to have ahead of them? In- no, it, it, in the story, in the story... And let's say it's the hiring manager that's telling the story in this case, okay? The hiring manager goes, through the course of time, we found that this particular software didn't produce 10 widgets an hour. It was only producing five widgets an hour. So we had to really sit down and figure out what was causing a 50% reduction in the production rate, Okay. right? 
now the character, the project manager, it said, well, you know, have we looked at the connectivity of this particular software to our production tools and systems? And have we looked at the time it takes to produce that widget? And the, they're now saying, all right, there's a causal effect relationship because the systems, let's say they discover that the, the systems aren't communicating with one another. So the hero is now going to say, well, what I did was I looked at how the systems were interacting. I found that XYZ wasn't connecting with ABC, and we were able to get that resolved. And instead of producing 10 widgets an hour, we're now producing 15 widgets an hour. Bring it, but does that make sense? Yeah. So to clarify the structure, like just to keep it simple for our audience, what we're looking at is we're creating a hero within someone within the company, and then we're creating the mission or goal, and then how you resolve whatever that challenge was. Correct. And if there were obstacles that were getting in the way, because I think what makes a more story interesting is that there is a problem, right? Any movie or any book you read, the main there has character, to be. characters is going to run into a problem. Otherwise, it's a really boring story. You're right. <laughs> right. And the way you bring it all together is, have you ever been in a situation like that before? You start thinking, well, yeah, I've kind of been in that situation before, and I've solved problems for my company and production systems. Yeah, I think this might be something I'm interested in because it's resonating. You have to put that interesting piece into the story. Otherwise, as you said, it's boring. you got to create excitement. But I create a little bit of different of a story where I try and make it about the person you're trying to recruit. So what I do is I try to identify a pain point first and then get them to recognize that there's something that maybe could be fixed or might be broken in their current role. And then I move on to the, the challenges and then the resolution. It's more of painting think, a picture as opposed to telling a story. Right. Well, and I think painting the picture is a part of telling the story, right? And it's not something where you go, okay, we're going to talk about this, this, this. You have to storyboard it out. It does take time. This is something that's not done overnight. It's Good luck getting a hiring manager to do that. <laughs> hiring manager, you know, they got to sign waivers. They got to, you know, especially if it's going to be on video, they got to get other, if you're going to get other employees involved. But I think it's even harder also, is you're, if you're painting the picture to candidates, do you do it more through words or do you do it more through podcasts or do you do it more through video? Like, what's your go-to storyteller? You should try and pick methods or, or delivery models that are different than what everybody else is getting. I mean, if you're sending LinkedIn messages and emails, which is where everybody's getting bombarded today, it's not going to bode well for you. But if you try different avenues, you know, I like to hit text messages because they have the biggest open rate. You can actually just right. text a link to a video. Email still gets open, but you, you've got to be really different. And then you can add a different delivery model like social feeds and, and doing some paid Facebook advertising. As an entrepreneur, I think this is really important that you understand that you really need to paint a story, especially if you want to attract the best people you can for your organization. Well, and plus, you got to be credible. You yourself, as the storyteller, has to be credible. You've got to be authentic, and you've got to build that trust between you and your audience. And I think, you know, I'm a big LinkedIn fanatic, so I do all my storytelling on LinkedIn. And I think that LinkedIn is a legitimate platform for all recruiters, agency or corporate, and hiring managers to be on to tell their stories, why they should be a part of their organization, or just to build story value so that it, they may not be ready now, but they may be ready to make a move a month or six months later, but they're going to remember that story. And I'll tell you, it makes all the difference in the world, because when you make that call, if people know vaguely who you are, then they'll pick up your phone call or they'll call you back. 
You know, there's actually a really good tool out there too that I just got turned on to a few weeks ago. It's actually called Crystal Nose, where what it does is it's got an AI portion that goes out and it reads all your content through LinkedIn and all your other social channels. And then it will actually help you design the messaging for that particular person. So you can write the story in three different ways. And however they like to receive content, you put that content out to them that way. That sounds worth it. The AI is working properly. That's the big... It's, it's pretty big, good. Have you seen results? Uh, yeah. All right. Um, we're going to have to wrap up here pretty quickly. What, what would be two or three key takeaways that you think that the audience could uh, plug into their businesses today? Absolutely. So recruiters can build trust through strategically crafted stories. Strategic stories help recruiters differentiate themselves from the recruiters that aren't taking any storytelling action. Sure. And then storytelling should be told throughout the recruiting process. What I mean by that is not only by recruiters, but by hiring managers and would-be peers. The key is to keep people engaged, right? All right, Michael, we're just about out of time for today's show. Thanks so much for your time, Investment Day, and I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. What's the best way for the members of our community to reach you and find you and talk to you? Absolutely. They can go out to my website at www.hiringtransformed.com. LinkedIn is a great way to connect with me because I'm always on that platform. I'm on Facebook. Twitter, Super Recruiter is my handle on Twitter. Okay. Um, And I do a lot of uh, posting uh, there through LinkedIn. That's how we met was through LinkedIn, right? That's right. (laughs) All right. All right. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening, and we welcome your feedback. After all the shows for you, you can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or drop me an email at rickatstridesearch.com. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Levon Davia. She's the founder and CEO of BIA. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio. 